It is a beautiful rainy evening at the tail end of a wildfire smoke invasion slash sepia filter invasion. And I, despite several gross medical events that we are not going to touch, best efforts, am still alive. I am back. It has been six months, but I have returned to my smattering listeners that I only know exist via Google Analytics and other fancy tools. Hello, people. You're real. I can't internalize your presence, but damn, you are real. Otherwise, those numbers would not do that. And I thank you for being here and listening to my blatherings and also my life, um, which, as y'all know, this is a lazy memoir podcast. Uh, but it's been a six-month absence, but I'm going to pick up with an episode. Uh, these interviews are just uh, picking representatives from different periods of my life and talking to them about those periods. Uh, and I, uh, at this point, had just made it out of high school. I left you guys on a cliffhanger. Oh, she finished high school. Now she's launched into the cruel, unforgiving world. Where does she go next? The answer to that is a different high school in North Philadelphia as a good old-fashioned uh, white guy in Abbott Elementary-ass 19-year-old uh, taking on responsibilities at Alney High School. I was young, I was stupid, I was white. Uh, and I... I'm so glad I fucking did that. Uh, City Year is a great organization. It's an American organization where they do different uh, community service initiatives in the public school system. And uh, I was in City Year, Philadelphia, and I was, you know, working tutoring at these schools and everything. Boy, did that slap the privilege out of me that I didn't even know was in my head. By God. Um, I... <sighs> You know, I, I, I'm so glad I managed to have this conversation with him because, it, you know, it's one of those things that follows me around and then it's a social circle that I just never, you know, because it was a job, you know, and it was this whole breadth of insane experiences that I had, but I don't really see any of those people anymore. So it almost feels like it didn't happen. It just is like, a, and especially the weirdness of it being a year between like, high school and college, which are these, like, tr the traditional building blocks of your origin story is like, oh, you go to this part and then you're off to college. And I had a gap year, so it was kind of like a, like an anime filler arc, just sort of shoehorned in there. Um, and I am so much better for it. And, you know, seeing the inequality in education in this country firsthand uh, after going to a pretty nice public school but thinking like oh that's a public school you know it's not all that great you know because it's not a private school I had no idea how fucking lucky I had it and I had to have that like slapped into my head and also several other people uh had to roast me into not being ignorant and cringy and that is awesome and I really wish more people would do it and I am so happy that I did City Year Greater Philadelphia, even if I wasn't always the best at it. This is a discussion between myself and uh, one of the other core members, Dan Farrell, and I am super excited to present it to you, and I am super fucking excited to be alive and back. 
you know, that despite the best efforts of the world, guys, I am here to tell you I am a miracle of medical science or a roaring success for witchcraft or possibly both. Por que no los dos? Um, and for my social handles, ha ha ha, hark underscore it's Hannah, Twitter and Instagram. And then hark it's Hannah on TikTok. No underscore. They don't let you do that. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Dan. <laughs> yeah, it totally worked. It totally worked. We are we are in. We are in. We are starting talking about the events of 2000, fall 2006 through fall 2007. Uh, I have Dan Farrell here who was in City Year with me, which I should have already explained the general mechanics of in the intro. If we repeat anything, we can edit it out because we have the magic of editing people out out of interviews here or speech or whatever probably have to edit this out b i don't know <laughs> yeah so dan i have not spoken to you since uh well no 2008 because this is also uh, going to be the episode where i talk about the first time i did acid because this is the same person so <laughs> so i've not seen you since rhode island 2008 what the what the hell have you been up to since then you're back in philly or... oh shit a lot of things have happened since then um yeah a <clears> lot <throat> like what? just uh, just log line <laughs> the, let's see what 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 do you want to know i went to college i went to grad school went to a coding boot camp and coding boot camp yes yeah, nice. i just bought a, a house in philly i work remotely Shit. for uh, yeah it's pretty nice that's lit. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, did you do? Do I remember correctly that you did city year two years or? I did. I only did one year, but I came back like a lot uh, to visit people. Um, and then like I did a second year of AmeriCorps after college in St. Louis, but not city year. Oh, right. Did you do NCCC or? I did um, the, the emergency response team, which was like one of the OG AmeriCorps programs from like the pilot in the early nineties. So, oh. Like we were like responding to like hurricanes and wildfires. It, actually I was, I was doing my year of service the year that Sandy hit. So a lot of our. Oh, time wow. Was yeah. <laughs> shit. So where were you? Did they have you like traveling up and down the coast and shit? Uh, like doing um, the, or did they have you more in one place, like in city or they had us both in Philly? Uh, we were all over the place. Like we had people in Missouri. We were based in St. Louis. We we handled some like tornadoes in Missouri. Um, some cleanup from an earlier hurricane, Louisiana. I forget which one it was, but there was some flooding north of us in Illinois. But I would say like half the team was in New York most of the year, um, doing stuff related to Sandy. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, I stay in Breezy Point a lot in the Rockaways that got like completely leveled. I don't know if you guys ever made, did you guys make it up to the Rockaways at all or? Uh, I'm bad with like New York City geography. We were staying oh, like yeah. on um, 
the like a community college campus on Long mm-hmm. Island was like and then we kind of like branched out from there. But right. we would we were basically like our job was like organizing the database of people who needed help. And we would go in and like muck and gut the houses and rip out all like because people like just, <clears throat> you know, it happened in like around Halloween. And people just like didn't come back to their homes all winter in some cases. So the mold had like four or five months to grow. And so so we would go in, take out everything and like spray for mold and like get it ready to for like to be like rebuilt, put up new walls and floors and stuff. Um, Make it nice so they can uh, tear it down again or. Uh... <laughs> we, we didn't have like the construction expertise to actually rebuild the house, you know, but. Yeah, we could, exactly. We could exactly. go with crowbars and tear out drywall and spray for mold, though. Yeah, kind of like we were in inner city schools, but we weren't uh, certified as teachers. Uh, so. <laughs> no, we were. We had our red jackets, though, and our uh, yeah. Timberlands. Did you? Yep. I, apparently, the, you know, there was like what 200 people on our core mm-hmm. so i play soccer with some people who still work for city year and apparently the course is down to like 60 now because like damn the pandemic just like no one everyone's like wants to work remotely and wants to like not organize their lives around work and so like they cannot recruit anyone anymore yeah, and I also imagine that they uh, people just physically don't want to be in schools either because uh, they're a damn Petri dish, you know. Like, I would... I, there are a lot of teachers that quit, you know. Kids are dirty, and, like, yeah, teachers uh, are not treated well or paid well. My mom is, like, you know, had to go, was back fall 2020, She's been back full time in the school. Like they're the only time she was allowed to do any sort of like uh, remote work was like the first few months of the pandemic, and then like her school school district went back in person the whole time. Oh uh, my god, that's in Missouri or uh, Massachusetts? There, my Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah, it's difficult to remember where everyone's from if you're like me and you didn't stay in touch with most people. Like, and I don't even use Facebook anymore, so I don't even get like help. It's uh, good. Attempting it's... to stay in touch. Facebook so... is evil. Delete it. I deleted mine. I was like, I'm done. Get it out of yeah. my. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just have to use it to message people for, like, booking voice actors and stuff like that. Like, because uh, it's one of those things where if you don't have people's phone number, you can usually find them. Um, but I don't post anymore. I used to be, like, viciously addicted to Facebook. Like, it was it, it, it was so bad. I still am They designed Twitter. it that way. They designed it yeah. to be viciously addictive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's so that's one thing that's changed. I mean, the thing is, like, w- one of the funniest things, they have city in New York. Uh, so when I run into city people and I have since I graduated, I'm still like a weirdo that runs up like, hey, I was in it in 06 and 07. What, you start what, doing the kids? Billy's own Rocky Jacks at them. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't even remember that. So, uh, listeners, we had to do calisthenics in front of city hall three times a week. Um, in Philadelphia, I think one time mayor Nutter actually joined us and it was a little wild, but, uh, we had, um, things that we had to chant 
it, while we were doing certain exercise, and one of them was uh, Philly's own Rocky Jacks, which is basically jumping jacks, but they throw a punch in the middle of it, um, and they just go, you have to j- jump and you do your arms at Philly's own Rocky Jacks over and over again, and that's that's one of many um, cult-like chants and things incorporated. Uh, oh, it's, <laughs> it's not, a, it's not in- a cult at all. We all wear the same thing and chant the same phrases, and, <laughs> and we have to stand in circles every single morning and uh a lot <laughs> and like we're paid uh, 150 we- that's the one thing that i always uh, when i talk to people that are in city year now they're like what do you mean you had a stipend of like 158 dollars a week um and that's what we were paid that was the <laughs> That was the rate. That was the rate. And, you know, the exchanges, we get that little chunk of change of a scholarship for school, which for me worked out because it was I went to state school, but I can imagine it not being too significant a dent for other people. Um, I don't want to sound too much like I'm negging City Year, especially because the the picture of City Year we're painting in this podcast is 2006 to 2007. And to my mind, that it has to be a completely different thing now. Like, there's no imagine. way they left half that shit in place. Like, Timberland doesn't even sponsor them anymore, right? I I don't know. What are they wearing on their feet then? I feel like they all have, yeah. like, black shoes now when I see them, not Timberland. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel I feel like I remember talking to a city or on the train. I was like, wait, do you guys not have to, you're not walking ads for Timberland or, and T-Mobile anymore? Like, they gave <laughs> us all, yeah, right? They gave us all separate flip phones for city year not a cult at all you have to you take this extra phone the, the pants we were timber- re- the whole outfit was like weren't the pants timberland too yes like- every single item of clothing was timberland and then they had that shit where if you like forgot your name tag or wore the wrong pants or something they sent you home um i and forgot you had to go about that I, I forgot how strict <laughs> i'm remembering i completely like blocked out how strict they were about some of that shit like, oh, they were. They were. I have to recount this all the time. And this is part of why I had to bring you on the pod. Like, large portion of why I'm doing this as my memoir instead of just writing a memoir is that I need to confirm that half this shit was real. I'm bipolar <laughs> one. Like, I, I, I'm i just, like, sitting, like, did I really uh, join an organization where uh, they conditioned me so hard against jaywalking that I still won't do it? They got, like, because they, they're, like, like logic behind the jaywalking thing is sound. You, if you're city or you got kids following you, you don't want kids following you into the street. I get it. But when it was like, you know, we'd be standing there on like a barren street and <laughs> our fucking core leader. There's not a whoever, car in sight in any direction. <laughs> yeah, no cars, them. no cars. And they would totally like, what was the, was there like a punishment system? I don't remember what they did if they got mad at you enough was, um, I think it was, it was mostly just like instilling you like it was like a, a deep sense of shame you were supposed to feel I think <laughs> they're just like no jaywalking um they, they, wait do you do you never um uh, sit down on a subway anymore either <laughs> oh my god I forgot about that too but uh no like no I definitely sit down on subways I'll, I'll get up if there's like a pregnant lady or something but no yeah. I'd certainly sit down at least so, okay so apparently we got to add to the docket of things I forgot that we weren't <laughs> sitting down on subways or or jaywalking on empty streets um 
Yeah, this sounds like crazier the longer I talk. Like, I was like, I knew this episode was going to be nuts. And I'm like, oh, right. We didn't sit down on public transit. And in order to earn our uh, free Metro cards, because us doing community service in the city for a full year for 150 bucks a week was not enough. In order to earn our, uh, sub- our subway cards for SEPTA, we had to do SEPTA community service, which is the most insane trash pickup I've ever done in my life. And uh, mopping, we were- like- I remember that they literally like mopped the subway, like the yeah. forms yeah. In instances. We had to mop the Walnut Locust stop specifically of the Broad Street line, which is um, meaningless to people that are not from Philadelphia listening. Uh, but if you watch 12 Monkeys and you see the big building in the snowstorm uh, that's City Hall where there's a lion running out. Oh. We were mopping We were mopping the subway station pretty much underneath that. Maybe a little, it was a little farther north than that. Um, but it's a heavily trafficked subway station there's a lot of people in there and it's big it's yeah. like not a small amount of hallways and we had to mop that and then we also under the market frankfurt l on the west philly side like smack in the middle we were picking up trash which meant like needles and diapers and shit like that one of <laughs> walnut locust is like a maze too because you're just like how yeah. the hell do i get out of here where do you get to <laughs> It's like a Mario level, like yeah. And, and every little it, there's the corners all have like little puddles of like piss and you know, and stuff, and mm-hmm. like it always vaguely smells of urine. It's it's a really pleasant location. Yeah, I mean, it certainly needed to be cleaned. I don't know if it needed to be cleaned like by us. Uh, I uh, and I'm not sure that I feel like that should have been that. Like, were we like infringe? Uh, I mean, the the trash pickup under the L is the one thing because I've never seen a SEPTA employee do that. I don't know who's actually responsible, but I've never seen a SEPTA employee do that. But the the walnut locust thing, I was like, I feel like this is a union job. Like, what are <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Are we scabs? Were we unknowingly scabs? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, so we were both, uh, yeah. So I, I said a million years ago that it's difficult to remember where anyone in City Year is from. Uh, so City Year basically, uh, or at least back in the day, would attract, like, people would put in either they'd request a specific city or they'd do, like, rank choice voting for the three cities they want, or they just go crapshoot, uh, and this is people all over the country, and some in South Africa, they go crapshoot, I will go anywhere you ask. Um, and then they pick a school, or they, they pick a city to send uh, us, like, us teacher aid slash also physical community service humans and just kind of ship them off there. So uh, when you came down from Massachusetts, did you pick Philly or did they just like throw you Philly? I I said I would, I think, I remember I had four options. They like, like the way I mm-hmm. did, they're like, these are four places where we need people. And it was uh, New Hampshire which is a tiny little core and it's not even an urban environment. It's like, and I don't even know where it is. There's no cities, real cities in New Hampshire, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cleveland. And I was like, uh, no, thank you. I'm not, <laughs> oh. be in, you know, you both have to be in a, a, like a somewhat depressing environment during the day. And then you leave and you're in Cleveland, you know? So yeah. And it's, <laughs> it just, it's, uh, I forget what the, the fourth one was but like i mostly picked it as like philly as like 
it's close and it was like just far enough away from home to be like a new experience like new hampshire would have been like just going into my backyard to do city here so yeah yeah it was it was far enough away that it was like new but close enough that you know i could get there um pretty easily for years whenever i would go like home for either i was going home on a uh, vacation or like going back to visit um city year i don't think these exist anymore but do you remember the chinatown buses do they still exist oh no they do they, <laughs> they do. do i'm a chinatown but no i'm a chinatown bus veteran i don't know if they come out of massachusetts anymore if i remember correctly they used to run out of boston back bay um yes but uh yeah i i am a veteran i still take them actually uh because uh, you know now that we're here chinatown bus has the um largest frequency of people wearing masks um, oh. so yeah, so it's they've the got the safest way to travel. Then. It, 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 and yet it's not, it's well, basically what that did is bring it down to a neutral way to travel. Uh, it was unsafe before and now it's, uh, it's, None it's come these up in real estate because in, uh, in Chinese license. culture, masks are just kind of a shrug. This was already happening thing. Yeah. Um, yeah so that yeah no that was the thing i'd had the opposite entry to city year than you is because that was just me um being a scofflaw to my guidance counselors and not immediately going to college and living with my parents for an additional year and doing community service uh which you know by the way side topic high school guidance counselors are kind of a racket or at least they were in 2006 <laughs> because all of them were mad at me for that because i did well in school and then they had this like how dare you do a year of community service <laughs> reaction they, they wanted to they were like you're a good student you're gonna pad my number i mean they keep exactly what's like your performance review as a guidance counselor do you, you don't get like bonuses for sending kids into ivy league or anything like, no, I don't think just... they have to hit a quota or they get, they have like performance based raises. I have a master's in HR now, so I'm like, no, they don't get like performance based raises. They still are public school employees. So like you get uh, the same what? amount of money and time off and everything, no matter what the kids do. Even if all all your kids end up in prison, like you still yeah. it doesn't make a difference to your outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that was a big crazy part of AmeriCorps for me is that I took this whole like cultural left turn uh, from what you're supposed to do when you leave high school and you're smart and you get good grades is like you're not like I mean, I still might have ended up in art school because I was a big visual arts person. I was a big uh, I was a big film person, but uh, thankfully my film teacher uh, was very kind it did not encourage me to go to film school so i did not do that either <laughs> very kind so, it was like i'm not going to play this yeah exactly no that's that's what i'm saying is i'm just like i if i think back now i would have been a totally different person the one thing that city year did more than anything was like slap the white privilege out of my face i was like 19 i hadn't seen <laughs> any of these conditions even though they're a quarter mile away from the school that i went well not quarter mile away it was like alney was maybe a two three three four miles or something away from the school that i actually went to and it was like night and day i think like the first time it really hit me like the just the massive like inequality when it was like two different public schools that were like spitting distance of each other i was just like i, I remember like i had a moment in the hallway where i actually started crying about it and you know had to hide so students didn't see me cry um but uh i mean only was a is a that was a it was a 
pretty depressing, rough place. And like, you know, thinking about that, that was, that's the kid's only option. This is where you're mm-hmm. going to high school. You don't have 25 percent other... attendance rate. Uh, the heat doesn't work super well, so you're going to be cold. There's a security um, and... guard in every hallway. You're going to be mm-hmm. treated like you're already a, a criminal, like everywhere mm-hmm. you walk, like make you go through a metal detector every day. It was just like a and it looked like mm-hmm. a prison from the outside. Everything like, it did. It's like a big fortress, like a like a, it's. I don't know. Like, can you describe the? this is what yeah all, yeah all, absolutely all like uh public, public school. School. you know it's yeah you know what's interesting is i actually had a friend i just recently met a guy who's from like deep south georgia uh and we went to a, a wrestling show that was like in the front yard of a, a public school i don't this is my life it, it hasn't gotten less weird um <laughs> but he was like shell-shocked that it was a school because it was like a three level huge complex looking of a, like a brick building. Alney looked like a like a gothic castle slash like eighteen hundreds prison like energy. And all um, the schools and... looked all the schools in Philly looked the same. All the Yeah. Schools yeah. Like they really made them seem institutionalized, you know? And then you go out into the suburbs and they slowly like you know, when I went to Abington, um, it was and I I would have already talked about this on the podcast. I, I'm releasing these episodes in chronological order of like when I met the person in the phase of my life. Uh so this would be after high school. But uh where I went to school, like the junior high was a recent build and it looked like an ant farm uh, because the the cl- the classes were in the inside and the hallways were on the outside and there were these glass windows. So and, you know, junior <laughs> high school students back then, we didn't have iPads or anything. So our lockers could be anywhere in that building. And th- this happened at Olney, too, where you get one locker. You don't know where in the building is going to be. And like, you got five minutes to change class with uh, probably like. 20 to 30 pounds of hardcover textbooks strapped to your back um regardless of how tall you are you go and if you're late <laughs> there's going to be a problem um and if somebody beats you up in the hallway there's going to be a problem do you, do you remember the shit with the metal detectors where they only scan down to the ankles so kids would like put shit in their shoes what no <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, this seems like a major uh, flaw here. Oversight. This is a huge oversight. They're, they're just like, yeah, but I forget which student told me that. They're like, yeah, you just put shit in your shoes because they don't like the, 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 that bridge metal detector doesn't scan down all the way. I'm like, yo, you can't even get your draconian you know, security measures correct. Um, and then, of course, they pop uh, military recruiters down in the cafeteria at all times, so it's just like, yep, oh, you got no hope. Yeah. You want to hold a fucking gun? Yeah. Like... <laughs> well, this is a, one of the this is one of the things that we in addition to, like, the tutoring and, like, painting various playgrounds and fences and stuff mm-hmm. remember we yeah. our big thing at Aldi was organizing that college fair right that like li- yeah that librarian lady who was like our only friend at the school and yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we definitely uh yeah no we were definitely organizing college fairs and shit I just realized that I only had uh, a Zoom meeting set up with not a paid account so I might have to send you another link in a few minutes uh, just so you know but we've, got t- we've got 10 minutes this is some janky shit I usually record these on Google Meet because we have a company account but I didn't feel like dealing with it with the people that aren't voice actors because I'm not paying you so I'm like just get Zoom everybody knows Zoom um, it's 
Wait, I'm yeah. not being paid for this? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not a voice actor that I'm making read uh, that, you know, be cut this out. But yeah, um, I... I have a voice like the the podcast that I have is a conspiracy theory interview podcast that we faked with voice actors. There's one season of it out, but like they're reading off lines and I have to direct them and shit. This is just a conversation. Um, oh, wait, I had a I had a thought just now. If sure. you if you want to discuss like the, the acid trip on here, all you have to do is like not is like bleep out my name right can't you just do, we could just do that yeah well the other thing we can do is i can just say i was there with your friends and your friend uh that introduced me to tally hall uh Mary who Catherine. i would later become friends who i would later become friends with by the way uh, because of you um but uh yeah you know, like i can just say that uh was her name mary was what am i remember what, was Ma- mary, name, the girl mary, you were living with mary Catherine was what's I call her. Some people call her yeah. Kate. Kate, Mary yeah. Catherine. Mary Catherine. Okay, yeah. So we're going to leave a big space of silence so B knows to cut, like, a <laughs> lot of that out in a second. Uh, but, yeah, no, what we can do is just pretend that you weren't on acid and I, uh, me and Mary Catherine were. Uh, <laughs> cool. Because uh, that's, uh, that story... Um, that's I just burped too. We gotta cut this off. Uh, yeah, but that story is primarily from my perspective anyway, because you weren't seeing the same shit as me. Um, so sure. yeah, but as, I but we uh, we seriously digress. Give me a, a big chunk of silence, and then we're gonna start talking about the librarian again. Um, cool. Sorry if I'm making. All right, I know I'm, I'm supposed to be silent. Shit. <laughs> Okay, and we're back. Uh, so, right, we had this librarian down there that was our only friend. Uh, we organized this college fair. Uh, what was that? Yeah, did, what were the general details of that? You remember? I forget. Like, well, didn't we have to like just like like there never had a college fair there before, and yeah. we were just like, well, this is kind of important. Like, if the kids don't even have like presented with like the opportunity or the thought, like to like talk to any representatives from like their next step in life um i i i forget what i was in charge of i think everything was delegated but basically just cold calling colleges like do you want to come to alney i know you've never been here before (laughs) uh and we well like our offices were in the library which is why she became like our friend i guess it's like mm. we kind I of I forgot was, we even had an air quotes office did they just give us like a that so we had like a room i guess with like the big like bubble apple computers of the day or i there was i don't know if we even had computers i well we did have an office like that was like a storage closet like up on the third floor and then yeah, I that's think, what I was saying. Like air quotes office. That's what I. That's what I remember. We had a whole. Did uh, we have two offices? Do we have one on the third floor and one in the library, or did they move us to the library? I remember we had like. Uh, I I don't know. I do remember that we did. Didn't we go through and like audit that library and throw out a bunch of books that were like going to seed? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was like a big. There was some big undertaking, like audit of the books going on there. I forget what our role was, but. There are definitely some books, yeah. Go, going to seed is a good way to put it. Like, 
Yeah, well, they did physically have mold. It was in the library was in the basement of the building, um, and the building itself was poorly heated. I mean, we're really lucky. Like, we're really lucky that like when it got to close to summer or whatever, like we weren't in there super long during the months it wasn't air conditioned. Right? I don't remember us being there super long when it was like hot, but I remember it being freezing when it was winter. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like a damn. It was like a dungeon. In it's the just have your your timberland uh, red jacket on all day yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely and you know the the other thing that was like kind of striking about city first off wasn't it um only two city year cores that were in high schools at all like wasn't it philly and i think maybe one other city yeah do you remember that yeah almost everyone else was concert was in elementary or middle school like we were like one of the only ones doing high school yeah, Wait, and I she... think there was a reason for that. I had students older than me, lots, yeah. uh, lots of students older than me, and it felt bizarre. <laughs> like I was, uh, you know, uh, and that's whatever. That's the nature of the beast. It's not that obviously it's not their fault. It's the uh, Philadelphia public school system's fault that that shit happens. And then you know, blah, 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 various institutionalized things that led to the living conditions of these neighborhoods in the first place. But like. 19 year olds teaching high school with no teaching credentials like we were teachers assistants but at the same time we were doing a lot of that stuff and it was also people from all over the country like even i i was from like i'm from philly and i was still kind of having my world rocked by the school conditions which really i I shouldn't have been because like you know i'd seen that shit around but yeah no i'm from philly and it was like a full-blown culture shock for me but you know we had like did like we had people on our team from like Chattanooga. It was, it was Shandy. She was from Chattanooga, right? Like she was from yeah, I think or somewhere in Tennessee. She went to Vanderbilt, I think. Um, because yeah. then we also had a combination of people that just jumped out of high school, uh, were doing something else, or had just jumped out of college. So there was like also a lot of like massive age disparities too. Yeah. Um, Zeke was from Michigan. Eddie was from where <laughs> Eddie Heim was from where, where No, he like, went to Central, I think. He's from Philly. Yeah, he yeah. was from Philly, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Eddie Spaghetti with the meatball eyes. You put me in the oven and make French fries, which is how he would introduce himself. And I refuse to say anything other than glowing reviews of that behavior on this podcast. <laughs> I do not want it like that. If, if this gets back to you, buddy, we are not bullying you. We love you. This is the like you, you were at, at shining. I wish more people had the you know the chutzpah to introduce themselves with like a full line of sense the only person i know that does that is as a comedy bit he'll have people bring him up is ricky the carney who knocked up your cousin at the state fair last year um which again significantly less wholesome than that and it's a bit but now like he was brought joy into lives he is he was one of the most wholesome people I've ever met. I would not be surprised at all if he still introduces himself that way to anyone he meets as he mm-hmm. approaches middle age. <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he was uh, a character. I, I uh-huh. forgot that that's what that that's how he entered. That was his uh, um title stick yeah, it was his title. It was the it was his stick. Um, and. 
Did uh, did I remember correctly? How many people in our team got jumped? I was not one of them. Did you get jumped uh, I, outside of Olney? I didn't. I me and Eddie once had rocks thrown at us as we walked to the um, bus stop. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I think was it. I'm now I'm like wondering who like did Zeke get jumped? I had one student roll up behind me in a hoodie and act like he was going to jump me. Um, but it was actually kind of funny. I don't know. I I have a messed up sense of humor, so that I thought that was funny. But at the same time, uh, like looking back, I'm like, oh man, I could have. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was that was kind of fucked up. Um, I don't. know a student I... rolled up behind me in a hoodie. It was like, yeah, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? Am I getting jumped? He's like, ah, Miss Anna, um, <laughs> got him, <laughs> got him, got him. I threatened you with the concept of lethal force. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. God, it's been so many years. We don't remember who didn't didn't get jumped in City Year, huh? It was um, definitely like a a large i think everyone in the house i lived in i had five roommates thanks to the uh 150 a week stipend i think and food stamps they helped us apply for food stamps which you know in retrospect i'm like if it were for the fact that i know that they get scant government funding um but by the same token that's still a certain amount of exploitation there uh but like i know that they got they still get scant now americorps considered a branch of service like air force or whatever but it's like violently underfunded and there yeah. I, it, there could be a serious argument made that if they were funded like an actual branch of the military there would be a lot of shit done that isn't done right now that you know it's not a blow them up game it's a rebuild them game yeah that's a that's an excellent point um yeah you know the yeah. military does not have uh food stamps <laughs> yeah no the military doesn't have food stamps but yeah you said you live with five people i think i was the only person in my house that year that didn't get jumped at, at some point of the the six of us just just rocks just rocks thrown at me just rocks you know just rocks i think uh i don't remember if a chair flew past my head or did did, did, just, did somebody else get a chair thrown them and it wasn't me i do know that they made a sign that said white bitch get out of my class out of glue which was a weird choice and hung it up um but like wet elmer's glue they wrote it in and then they hung it up and i'm like you have pens um <laughs> I, i'm like you <laughs> Uh, but to be fair, you know, there's some things about City Year where I'm just like, I wasn't prepared for that experience at the time. You know, this is oh, a, yeah. this is a time when I was first starting to, you know, I'm 19. I'm starting to be a degenerate because I'm like not I'm not in college, but I'm also uh, not in high school. So that was when I started doing stand up. And, you know, when I started occasionally fucking around with getting high or whatever, I remember I was high for my legacy project and uh, I, J- Jenny screamed at me because I got a milkshake in the middle of it. Uh, and that was totally, you know, this irresponsible. I was doing shit that wasn't 100% on the level because I'm, I'm like a kid and then you know um there's certain aspects of that experience it makes me feel wimpy to say i was traumatized because there are kids that had to go there all the time and that that's real you know being traumatized by the school system but by the same time you know i'm i'm fish out of water and so were a lot of other people that yeah. it was uh that it was that rough and then just massive cultural things like another thing that happened is that you know i also like i have my takes on race were kind of like uh, that like i grew up um 
my dad's a jazz musician, so our family is, like, friends with a lot of black families and stuff like that. So it was like, I wasn't racist, but, like, when I went into Olney, I was like, oh, wow, the, the Dominicans and the Puerto Ricans sure don't like each other that much. And Nisa had to yell at me for that because I was being a full idiot. Um, and I, and she's like, this sounds racist. I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. I don't uh, I, I don't know any of this shit. I'm sorry. Uh, and I, I still, that's one of those things, like, you know how, like, an embarrassing moment from high school will, like, wake you up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night like that that time that nisa had to talk to me about like you can't say that puerto ricans and dominicans don't like each other (laughs) (laughs) i was like i still wake up in the middle of the night like oh my god i was such a fucking idiot and i sounded so racist like they really had to sit me i'm just like fuck me and nisa could put people in their place like she was like an imposing person she was like she was really? the best. She's a badass. She slapped the white privilege right the fuck out of me. I, I, I needed her. <laughs> I think you should, like, visually, this is a, she, I think she was taller than me, and I'm six feet tall. She, I remember her, or at least she felt taller than me. Yeah. <laughs> she was, like, uh, yeah, just a, a very strong-willed, imposing person. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just a a badass. Uh, The way the structure of city or teams works is that uh, two schools of people, I think we were like... 10 people like our teams teams were made up of people going to two different schools you had a team leader for each school and then you had like a group leader. i don't remember what niece's title was but she was like the person she was the boss above the boss as far as like city or teams go yeah um and i think the alney high school team was like 10 people and then i forget which school was the other team that was like paired up our with us. our sister team uh yeah with uh who was on that? Only person I remember Chick- on that team Chick- was Megan from Missoula. I remember her. Jesse, the um, swimmer that that beat Michael Phelps in a race in college when he was. Uh... Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, uh, we had Je- yeah we had just Je- on our team we had Jess Alvarez. Um, the Chick- no Megan I think was on the team was either on the team was attached to us or I'm remembering that incorrectly entirely and I I don't she was she wasn't anywhere but you, you obviously can't you can't forget Eddie um and that becomes your uh your platoon I guess like your everybody platoon, like, yeah. <laughs> that's like we all sit there and share war stories and shit um and it's very t- and again it's very 2006 2007 they can't possibly be doing all the same shit now i ran into a city or person that like didn't they weren't even doing calisthenics um or i think they might have like only done them on fridays or three times a week we had to do it every goddamn day i think uh, I, unless it was three times a week i think it was i think there was one day we didn't but i could be yeah. misremembering yeah and it wasn't weather dependent either what did they or did they make us do it in the rain i don't remember i feel like it weather did not was not a factor in whether we had to do pt or not i think it was because we were sponsored by timberland so we would all just like put the the second rain jacket on i mean to be fair they did kind of hook us up it felt weird because like you were like i said you get sent home if you didn't have a piece of your wardrobe um, and for me, that meant getting like, sent home to the suburbs. I I would get sent home to the suburbs and have to do that, and I don't drive, so that was a whole fucking thing. Um, but a, they a, gave a us a thirty minute bus ride each way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, like, uh, wore, like, well, they, they gave us, like, a raincoat, a winter coat, um, a fleece, 
polo shirts. I'm trying to get all this back. Um, and then the actual Timberland boots, of course. Yeah. And then we all ruined our Tims because we had to paint something every five seconds. Oh um, yeah. That was a loophole in the, uh, the wardrobe thing. That's like, <laughs> after you did one painting project, everyone ha- came in with like their, their pants are like, had like, blue handprints on them their boots yeah they intentionally painted their boots some people like oh yeah i remember that they just gave up they were like yo <laughs> fuck it especially because the paint we were using the mural paint was one thing that was like standard house wall paint so it still doesn't come out but the shit we paint fences with was oil based oh I remember the black that really paint. clearly remember we had to paint them? yeah yeah that was yeah that was like the worst paint job I've ever done in my life doing anything. Trying to that fence, trying yeah. to paint a chain link fence. Like, there's no like good way. I think we just had like <laughs> like a roller, like rolling up, and so like eighty percent of the paint you're applying is just like dripping or going through like uh, most of the pe- fence is holes. It's not yeah. like a solid thing to paint. <laughs> Uh, there's definitely, I don't know how you're supposed to paint a jangling fence, but it wasn't how we did it. Yeah, it wasn't how we did it. I don't even know if you're supposed to paint chain link fences. I know that we also painted like gate fences. Like I remember there was one day that we were painting a fence that was just really huge, but it was just like a spike iron fence. Um, and we're painting over the rust. We're painting over rust. What I don't, I don't know if you're supposed to sand that down first or something, but we're definitely painting over rust. Um, you know, it's just a, I mean, that wasn't exclusive to city or community service at all. Like Philly community service orgs, like when they ran out of ideas, like when in doubt, paint over it. When in doubt, make a mural. You know, <laughs> who was like we 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 we? I remember doing murals, but like who like murals require some artistic talent. What were we doing? Just like painting, like like people holding hands what did we what were the murals of who designed i'm wondering if i drew something because i had painted murals before on my own at my high school uh so i'm like half wondering because i know that i was one of the point people on the legacy project and then i was acting irresponsible enough that they added in another i think they added another point person to the legacy project (laughs) again i'm not i'm 19 i'm falling apart at this point i don't have bipolar medication yet like you you're one of the people that both knows pre-bipolar medication hannah and before i started like really going hard using fake names like i was like after city year i was short stack for like until i was 27 and now i'm hannah harkness and then you know i've got a wrestling character too so like you actually met hannah sutton which Ooh, doesn't is... ex- does she not exist anymore effectively no um and she does it like day jobs uh you know like and i sign paperwork is that like i've been hannah harkness for a while i'm not even on stage anymore and the reason i changed it to that was it was a doctor who joke uh but it was also just because nobody could pronounce my name correctly when they were bringing me up on stage uh so i was just like harkness and nobody can fuck that up and now um my brand that's the crazy part if you change your name to a stage name your brand is attached to it so even though I'm a writer now more than anything, uh, a writer and podcaster, I still got to keep that because otherwise nobody's going to know who the fuck Hannah Sutton is. Yeah, you're so, stuck with it. Yeah, yeah, which I don't I don't hate, you know, maybe I'll get married and I'll be able to offload it for a guy's cool name or a woman's cool name, but we'll see. Um, 
But yeah, the mural painting thing, that's pervasive in all Philly community service and just community service in general where you just, you're not getting as involved as the, you're just kind of painting over the infrastructure. But we did a lot <laughs> of communities. We, we did a lot of shit that was like meaningful like we did that the college fair was meaningful even though we had that like really depressing day where we realized there was a lot of students that couldn't even fill out the information page of the sat do you remember that oh yeah that was uh yep yeah that was that was rough that was another um privilege kick in the head moment where we're just like oh like i mean everybody's required to take this entrance exam to get into college but we got these students that didn't even get a good enough education. They couldn't fill out their name. Their, well, their name, yes, but a lot of the other shit that they're asking uh, just to, you know, submit the thing in the first place. It yeah. was like not even they, they weren't up to reading level for that, which um, never mind reading the questions sucked. on the essay to yeah. comprehending them properly. Yeah. Exactly. Like you had to have some students that were just after a certain point because those tests are timed too. like think I work in college admissions now. They put less weight on SATs than they used to. But like they were timed too. So there had to be a bunch of students that were just like, fuck it. See, 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 <laughs> see, like I, read I, I can't that C is the most common answer. I can get a good 30 percent if I just put. Yeah. C yeah exactly exactly like after a certain point they just start making patterns with the dots and the scantron you know like uh that i mean that i would do like i um was a very like bees get degrees kind of a student in a lot of ways like i i was also just a nerd enough that i could fly on whatever but like i would if i felt as though i could get away with not doing homework and get like an 88 i wouldn't fucking do homework oh um, yeah Meaning, yeah studying is impossible i don't know how people just sit and like study things yeah, I don't know how I got through HR grad school in the middle of a massive manic episode where I thought I was the messiah, that's for sure. Um, I <laughs> I don't like I don't that would not be until you again, you you guys knew me in a completely different era when I was like wildly underdiagnosed. I wasn't undiagnosed, but I was underdiagnosed for sure. Uh um so you know i'd have these spats where i would just because the opposite of uh mania is the opposite of depression in depression you think nothing is okay mania you think everything is okay you're not doing anything wrong your foot's bleeding it's fine it'll stop um you don't need to fucking patch that up yeah it's okay that you know yeah yeah exactly For at least all your for your uh intents and purposes, you were the yeah. Messiah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember the one really cool thing I did is I got one of my comic books because at the time I was also in the comic book industry. I have a lot of overlapping timelines and I got one of my uh comic book artist friends to come in and do uh shit with the art students, which I thought that was I thought that was cool. Oh, like, I, I remember shit. this. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like I brought in Chris Moreno for a workshop and he's still like working nonstop in comics and everything. And that that was cool for a lot of the kids that were into drawing. Um, The other uh, cool thing I remember us doing is uh, I actually like invasive wildlife removal. Uh, I think it's very (laughs) zen. Um, 
but we definitely did uh we did invasive wildlife removal in the delaware watershed but that also did involve some pretty intense trash removal uh if you don't know what invasive wildlife removal is it's just removing it's what it sounds like it's removing invasive species but on the practical level it's yanking vines off trees and like sawing them off and occasionally rake uh, yanking shit up by its roots um and in philly you yeah, go ahead. Also, um, stomping on spotted lanternflies counts, I think. Yeah, right. And yeah, now they do. We didn't, I don't think we had spotted lanternflies uh, when we were in 06, 07. I don't know. They had a thing yet. They hadn't arrived yet, but now they're like a huge uh, presence mm-hmm. in Philly, at least. And the, yeah. the official position of like the, you know, whatever Department of Ecology of Pennsylvania is like, if you see it, like, Please kill as many as you can as a as an ordinary it's your citizen. civic duty. Yeah, yeah, it's your civic duty to murder these things. I remember that being a whole thing because, like, when I I got you know stuck in New York in the pandemic, I wasn't like or in the the initial phase. I call everything before the vaccination cowboy times. So during cowboy times, <laughs> um, when, when everything was insane and like shut down and nobody knew had any certainty for the future whatsoever. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I like. I was in New York and then when I finally got vaccinated I go home and there's just this plague of locusts that we weren't dealing with in New York and it was like the most dystopian shit on the planet as I come home and everyone's like oh yeah there's these there's these flies now you gotta kill them you have to (laughs) you have to do you see it stop it yeah yeah you see it that's it gotta be over Yeah, exactly, exactly. Your your fly murder quota. Um, but I do also remember with the uh, with the invasive wildlife removal shit uh, is that we we also we were dragging uh, tires in large trash out of the water too. Yeah, yeah. mattresses, like all sorts mm-hmm. of crazy stuff. Yeah, like big like appliance chunks. <laughs> Like, and that's all shit that was in the reservoir, by the way. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that that was like, if not in the drinking water, pretty fucking close. Um, and like, and the most satisfying thing to me was that they had some kind of truck that could weigh the trash and they'd be like, you guys removed like 10 tons of shit. And that, that felt really badass to me. I actually really liked that. Um, and then we planted trees too, because the, the Fairmount Park Commission, I don't know if they still do this, but if you have the workforce to plant the trees, they will just give you the trees. So, oh, huh. Yeah, I think that I remember that being a thing is that they would just give us the trees. Oh, also, um, do you remember uh, the term in-kinding, in-kinding for asking people for free shit? Yeah, <laughs> instead of like <laughs> requesting, yeah, give me free shit, mostly pre- preferably money. Yeah. We had, we're in-kinding. We were in kind. You were asking Wegmans for like I've, bread. For I've never heard that word be- like before or since. Exactly. Exactly. As I, I was wondering about that because I've tried to use that in the wild. Because you know, like I've, I've worked for other nonprofits and shit. And after City Year, I was still like a big community service nerd, even though I was experiencing some of the biggest burnout I've ever experienced in my life. I still joined a community service frat, which was doing like you know what I considered like soft community service the whole time after I'd been through a, a war. Um, <laughs> but like, we never use that. We we're just like, yeah, we're just asking them for donations. And I'm like, why is it called in-kinding? Was that city or specific? Why were we using so many strange terms? As that's also like considered like development and shit, I think. Right. Like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I, I think that's all goes back. I mean, we called a lot of things 
I think there were, there were other weird lingo that I, I can't recall at the time, but it's all mm-hmm. feeds back into the cultness, you know? Like you need to have I think your own... we were required every time they yelled CYGP, which by the way, they, they, um, I think, were we just not called CYP? CYGP stands for city or greater Philadelphia. Yes. Were we just not saying CYP? Was there another city that began with P? Like, were they in Providence or something? Cause like, I, uh, I don't, there's a city or wrote the, there is one in Rhode Island, but it's called city or Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, it's not called Providence. Yeah, because it's not big enough to like. We're only in Providence, um, so uh... <laughs> we were only we were we never went anywhere in in city or that I remember. We never served any community that wasn't. I don't know what Greater Philadelphia means, but like, oh my gosh, this I'm about to witness a murder. Yeah. The, yeah. Out inside of my fence, my back fence, there is this cat, and it's like pursuing a squirrel along the top of the wall and, uh-huh. and oh, i damn. thought it was gonna get it i thought it was just gonna like take it oh it's a, it's a philly cat too that's a, that, that shit's scrappy there's um, so many stray cats on my sh- i don't know which cats belong to people and which ones are stray so they're all just kind of like the uh i don't know the cat community yeah. on my block yeah, there's a my a, a friend of mine or a former friend of mine before he got outed as a scumbag as a stand up comic. Uh, he oh. had a bit where he was just he was a he was a, a stand up comic. He had a bit where he's like, "Yeah, I've got, I've got some cool Philly slogans for shirts that I'm making up. One of them is uh, that's nobody's cat, and on the back it says don't pet it.' Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like." Uh, that's one of the most accurate parts of it's always sunny in philadelphia is just the, the insane feral cats are just like damn loud uh <laughs> my dog tries um, to get like they come and sit on my lawn and on oh sometimes i go out the, the morning on the front porch and there's just a cat sitting there and my dog's like get off of my porch <laughs> and the cat is yeah. like totally ready to throw down though even though my dog is like 70 pounds the cat is not intimidated Yep, yep. You got some. There, there's some tough fucking cats out there. But anyway, we were talking about acronyms for various portions of city. Or um, so the, if they yelled CYGP, how you feeling at us? We had to yell uh, CYGP fired up. Fired up. Um, doesn't matter how not fired up you were from being. Uh, you know, oh, did they even have a term? They were like, oh, there's gonna be a slump in January. Like they, they're just like <laughs> built it up like it was something we needed to prepare for, and not like uh that that that's like some weird hazing shit where yeah. you're just like it's yeah. gonna be bad, so you got to get ready because it's gonna be bad. I'm like, could you make it better? Like, <laughs> <could> you... <laughs> nope, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> just prepare for the bad, bad. guys. February's really hard. Um. I, this can't still be the way it is. I feel like this is some serious, like, 2006 shit, like, where it had to have been on the way out. Um, uh, one last thing I wanted to ask about City Year. Do you remember anything about Syzygy? Like, where were we? Syzygy is the name of their conference where they brought was- every single City Year core, including South Africa, to one place for a conference, which I've also heard no longer exists. So, um, Syz... I do remember Syzygy. Oh, first of all, Syzygy is a real word that only has Y's and C's and C's in it, <laughs> and it uh, it it's means like it's for like the, when the planets align or something. It's like a cosmic yeah. event. We were at Saint Anselm's College in New Hampshire, 
and uh, I remember Bill Clinton, and I think it was Run DMC. Oh my God, you're right. Bill Clinton was there. Sorry, I had to just yell over you for a second because I forgot that we saw Bill Clinton for any reason. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, continue. I just immediately started yelling when you said Bill Clinton. What what were you saying? (laughs) It was Bill Clinton, and it was Run DMC, and there were some other speakers. (gasps) Right. Or was it? Is it Run DMC or DMX or I don't know. I'm not really up. I don't know hip hop that well, but it was one of yeah. It was one of no, those two I, that was like. With the I'm gonna letters. assume it was Run because Run's a, a significantly more wholesome person, and he got, he went to comic cons and shit. So if you're remembering one of them, I'm sure it was like Run. Um, I feel like yeah. So it was Bill Clinton. Um, I know that there were pictures of uh, Obama, but because this is before Obama got elected, but I know there were pictures of Obama in city or jackets and shit because he there was a city or in Chicago. So he was a big supporter of them as he was still, if not, I think he was governor of Illinois, right? I don't know, a senator or something. He was a senator. He would have been in his because he only did like one term in the Senate, so he would have been a senator from Illinois when we were in city. Right. And I also remember this because um, this is another community service nerd thing. In college, they had this thing called the Congressional Award Program where you could get various uh, shiny medals from Congress if you did like a thousand hours of community service. You had a cultural thing. There was like an essay portion. There was a physical fitness goal. Um, And there were three. It was a gold, bronze and silver certificate. And then there was also gold, bronze and silver medal. And you would just like work your way up like it was like a pyramid scheme or something um which it kind of was uh and if you got to the gold medal level you got to go to dc and accept a, an award from your senator um they all had to show up to this thing and obama was in the audience for that i remember that because he had to go and award give uh medals to the kids from illinois now my my fucking shit ass luck that was when we had rick santorum so oh, i accepted award no. <laughs> So I accepted an award from Rick Santorum and uh, the thing they they would bring up, um, they they would bring up the student and they would say something nice about the student like for their like for mine it was like for her physical fitness goal Hannah got her black belt in Taekwondo so they brought me up with that and Rick Santorum looks at me and goes oh I guess I better not mess with you huh and I. <laughs> I had to, like, bite my tongue because uh, I know my parents weren't happy about this either, and they were also already, like, Obama fan people. So, like, I just go up there, and then I take this picture with Rick Santorum. He has his hand on my shoulder. I'm like, this is slimy. I hate it. Uh, and I was 18. Um, and then, apparently, my parents, or at least my dad, went up to Obama and was like, we wish she had taken the award from you. <laughs> <laughs> and then a few years later, he became fucking president. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> and I think and Rick was running for president. Wasn't Rick Santorum also running for president that year? But he needed to get. Oh, my God. He might have been. I think that might have also been the year that Dan Savage started that shit where he renamed the mixture of uh, fecal matter and lube after anal sex Santorum. And it was yes. pervasive enough that it fucked up his Google searches. Yes. God. The early aughts. What a what a damn time. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, following that, uh, just like one last thing I would talk about because I wanted to acknowledge the existence of Syzygy. Oh, oh also, by the way, Syzygy was the uh, source of one of the more wholesome stories I have where uh, Syzygy South Africa was obsessed with squirrels. 
uh, because they'd only seen them in in cartoons before, and they were just I, I fucking love. They were just running around constantly taking pictures of squirrels, uh, which I can I can't imagine. Like you've never seen a squirrel before. That's got to be crazy. Like they. <laughs> yeah, I when I I taught high school for a year in Ohio, we had a lot of mm-hmm. um, Chinese students. And yeah. they are also like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's insane. And I'm sure, like, obviously, if I went to South Africa, I would do that with, like, 50 animals and not just squirrels. Um, but, <laughs> like, that, I remember that being really wholesome. Oh, my God, we've never seen squirrels before. Whoa. And, like, it was, it was cute. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, we, we got like one last thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, so uh, one time, once upon a time in 2010 in college, which is going to be a later episode, I had an internship in Boston at the uh, Lily Safra in- Institute for Jewish Gender Studies at Brandeis University. And one one day I decided, or one weekend, I decided to take the train down to visit you because you were in Rhode Island at that point. Um, where 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 were, you, where were you doing there? Were you just for work? Or were you just living there because it was cool? Or I was in college for my two first two years of right. college. Right. We both were in college. That's the thing. I was just there for the internship, and you were just... Where were you going? Uh, Rhode Island College. I was, like, not really... I was, like, going, quotation marks. I barely went to class, and I did a... <laughs> absolutely horrendous and like was only like loosely affiliated with the school (laughs) yeah uh that's (laughs) i know a lot of people that ended up that way i think uh you know i'm not sure if i would i would have taken college anywhere near as seriously if i did if i hadn't done uh city or first uh and like but i also know that a lot of people is just like colleges like i said guidance counselors are a racket college is very literally not for everybody in fact, I'm going to say it's not for, like, 50% of people. If they didn't like high school, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so you were in college at one of the three, to my knowledge, uh, Providence is, what is it, what's over there, is it Brown? or Brown, RISD. Brown, yeah. RISD, and Rhode Island College, right. Yeah. Uh, so I went up, and uh, it was at your house uh, that I did acid for the first time. Uh, I did that with one of your roommates. Um, and I, I remember when I walked into your apartment, um, the first thing I saw was in the hallway was there was all these strings and paper clips hanging down in front of your door. And like, there was a bunch of sharpened pencils taped on the walls and I go in and uh, your friend Mary Catherine's like, oh yeah, we got like, I, I got really high and made a bunch of booby traps one time. Um, but it was like sharpened pencils taped to the wall. So like, I remember that being like the overture of like, oh yeah, I'm going to try acid. <laughs> I, like got, a... I made some booby <laughs> That apartment it was, was like not... sharpened pencils protecting the door. Um, and then you guys also, uh, you guys started playing uh, Banana Man uh, by Tally Hall. Uh, which I eventually became friends with that band. That was like kind of a formative. Uh, you also played Rule of Everything in the car, and I eventually became friends with that band. Um, they're they're fucking awesome. Um, so that are. that was a landmark moment. Um, so then I take the acid, 
and we go to downtown Providence when it's at its most crowded, and this is my first time on acid. We're at its absolute most crowded uh, because they're doing this thing called water fire where they uh, float bonfires in the canal that runs through Providence, and the people that light these bonfires are dudes on gondolas wearing plague masks, if I remember correctly. Um... Yeah. Before, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then the before we even did that, we went into that mall and went to Ben and Jerry's. And I'm catching visuals, which I would later find out would be the thing, is that when I'm on acid, I'm very, very, very lucid, but everything looks like an oil painting. So I'm trying to order ice cream from this dude, but they got tie-dye branding, obviously. So I'm just, like, watching pinwheels go behind his head. I'm like, oh, fuck. And there's so many people. Like, I would never do acid around that many people pretty much ever again like not not for years uh <laughs> not until i started dropping acid in art museums would i be around that many people uh we i you know was smarter and i went to the woods for that um and then i uh so like do you, do you remember do you remember anything that happened that day or is this this is all just my vivid memory because it was the first time i was on a drug and i was hyper vigilant uh i would say like that whole like year or two of my life is like one long blur uh so i'll I'll defer to your memory right absolutely okay yeah because i i would do stand-up about this later too i can rattle off this story like just standing on my head uh so i am staring at buildings i'm watching this water fire thing happen and i i'm thinking i'm doing pretty good uh then i get back to your place and someone starts playing gran torino on loop like the, a movie that is not fun for acid, uh, but then they also restarted it. So I thought I was losing my mind, and I'd ar- I was like, "Is this movie just like looping?" But I think I saw Gran Torino uh, two and a half consecutive times. <laughs> <laughs> the first time i was on acid because somebody kept i I think it's possible to loop a dvd i'm not sure uh because it would have been physical media back then yeah Uh, we had no streaming services yet and we we had whatever dvds were and you know you were limited in options of what you could watch because you only had whatever you had on dvd (laughs) that was lying around the house yeah yeah absolutely so i think we had that on loop um and then i remember saying to somebody you know i think i'm doing pretty good and i think it was mary Catherine's like you have like a death grip on that lamp (laughs) and i look over and i'm like holding this lamp this floor lamp in my hand and i was slightly lifting it off the ground i didn't even realize that was happening i was like oh okay and then i did the and then and then the last thing that happened i remember before i went to sleep that night is i went and got like a coke or something from your fridge and I drop the ice in and you know sometimes like when you drop ice into a drink you'll get a little bit of a puff of steam coming out like or not steam but just like a weird like little like puff looking thing just because there's a sharp temperature change um this this puff turned into a dog's head and started barking at me um and then I was just like all right I gotta go to bed this is uh you know it's been fun watching and I had to wake up to realize that I'd watched Gran Torino that many times because I was just like oh the DVD is still running so that's what happened it was looping it was just like the longest Clint Eastwood movie I've ever seen in my life But. He just keeps getting shot over and over again. <laughs> over and over again. Keeps getting shot and keeps like yelling slurs at people, but they're like, it's fine because he came around. <laughs> yeah, it's fine that he's a, you know, a racist uh, just because he, I don't know, 
reasons. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, I, th- we're about at the end. Uh, this is usually just where I ask, do you think, th- do you have any memories of City or that you think I might have forgotten? Or do you have, like, one last, like, uh, story or jab you want to get in on the way out the door? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, man. City, I'm trying to uh, recall. But it's funny, just on the subject of City, do you remember uh, Clay Lloyd? Maybe he was like oh, what? curly, dark hair, glasses. He was. I think so. He's my. He's like one of my best friends now. We're neighbors, and Aww. we're celebrating his uh, his son's first birthday next weekend. Oh, so please like, tell him I say hi. I will do. I will do that for all the madness and craziness of City Year and how bizarre it is in retrospect. You know the. Uh, it did, you know, forge some long-lasting bonds. Clay met his mm-hmm. Clay met his wife in his second year in City Year. Um, oh shit! So, like, there's a uh, yeah, and it's a uh, it does bring uh, you bond. I guess you form strong bonds because maybe it was the the January. Uh, troubles time <laughs> yeah whatever they're when they're just like oh it's gonna suck the time the slump i think they had a term for it i really think they had a term for it it was like a january burnout term or something um how many but... people do you think so there's two two things i remember like we definitely had way less core members at the end of the year oh the yeah beginning. people burned out and quit and they warned us about that too is they're just they gave us a percentage at the beginning that was like this many people quit which by the way that's a cult thing they do where they go in and go <laughs> not everybody's going to be able to handle it and that's when the cult people go oh but i'm going to be tough so i'm going to be able to handle it but that's like a, a classic textbook cult trick is to neg you at the beginning like you might not be able to do this uh <laughs> and we had the those random like mid-year core members who only joined like halfway through the year they were like reinforcements or something oh my god the cavalry <laughs> you haven't been you haven't had the soul beaten out of you yet so just can you just do a few monthskies uh you know Months, yes we'll give you yeah. half the education award again <laughs> oh my god yeah and you get like less of a scholarship um my god yeah, well, if, uh, yeah, and that that's what I want to, I want to end that on a positive note, too. You know, I wasn't always the best core member because I was 19 and out of pocket and still learning who I was, thrown into a hostile environment, um, but it did turn me into a much better person, I think. I think it just kind of slapped the privilege out of me, and it made me appreciate college more because I was like, these kids couldn't even fill out an SAT and I just had the luxury to be like, no, I'm going to take a gap year and, you know, save the world or whatever, you know, like that's, that's something I feel like everybody should have some kind of shock to their system like that about education. Just if they, if they had shit, they could take for granted just because it was so, and then just doing the humbling act of physical community service, I think is good for the soul and everybody should do it at least once, you know, mandatory. Yeah. Mandatory. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not septa. Maybe not picking up heroin needles and diapers underneath the L. That's a little bit much. You don't have to do that. But I don't know. Plant a tree. It's fun. Um <laughs> that seems like a good place to end it. Plant a tree. That's a great it's place fun. to end. Plant plant some fucking trees because that's it's the easiest that is the easiest and most effective community service. It immediately impacts the air quality. It doesn't take that long. Dig a hole, go get a tree off the Fairmount Park Commission. Um planet wherever you live uh so that's that's gonna be the episode 
<laughs> awesome. Well, uh, yeah, Dan, thank you so much for coming on. Um, that was great, and uh, I hopefully we can stay in touch. And I'll talk to you soon. If not, we'll be Instagram ghosts forever. <laughs> yeah, hit me up if you're in uh, ever back in Philly. Absolutely. All right, bye, dude. Cool. Thank you.